Thank you. Father, we thank you for your servant. We thank you for our sister. Thank you for her life. Thank you for her ministry. We pray today that as she speaks, we shall receive your word. Thank you that we shall hear your So that we may be changed. So that we may be drawn into your glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, you can hear me. It's loud. It's a good one. Amen. Well, the Lord is good. He answers prayers every time. He moved in our service this morning by his spirit. Did you feel it? Did you feel it? Were you touched by it? Amen. God is faithful. We serve a faithful God. And he's faithful in every way. He's faithful when we pray. He said he will answer. We've been praying for a, a move of the spirit within the service. And I truly feel his presence. And I thank God the way he used Jonathan today to really, you know, bring us into the presence of the Lord. Did you like it? Get ready, there's more to come. There's certainly more to come. If we are obedient, the word of God says, we will reap the good of the land. And meaning obedience unto the spirit of God. So I'm going to speak to you today on, and this is the word the Lord gave to me when I sought him for it, the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. For without him we can do? Amen. Nothing. So if you can just... uh, Pray for me while I minister to you and bring over the word. I spent two weeks on this, going backwards and forwards on it, and I do believe it is the right time and right season for us to have this word because God is about to do new things in hope. Do you believe that? He's about to breathe his spirit out upon us. We will no longer be dead bones, but we will be lively stones unto God. Amen. And isn't it exciting when God moves among us that we can feel his presence, we, we feel the touch of the Spirit of the Lord, because on the day of creation, the Spirit moved. The Spirit of the Lord moved. The power of the Holy Spirit is special, it is peculiar, and it is the prerogative of God. And God alone. God is God, and all power belongs to him. <laughs> If he delegates a portion of it to his creatures, yet still, he is the great power. The sun in all its splendor, yet has no power to perform his motions except as God directs him. And it's the same with us today. 
We have no power except the Holy Spirit directs us. Therefore, we need to be constantly listening to the Holy Spirit, constantly feeling him within ourselves. For we have the Spirit on the inside of us. When the Spirit comes on the inside of us, something moves. We see it in the Word of God. The earth was without form and without void. And the scripture says, and the Spirit of God moved upon it. And it became, it formed into land, it formed into seas, it swarmed it within the seas, God put fishes. Upon the land, he put animals. Nothing ever takes place unless the Spirit of God moves. That includes your birth, my birth. <coughs> that includes when Mary had a visitation from the angel. The angel said unto Mary, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you shall bring forth a son and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. Now that could not have taken place so perfectly without the move of the Holy Spirit. The day you were born, the Holy Spirit moved upon your parents and you became an embryo in perfection. Have you ever wondered how perfect we are? We have skin, we have flesh, we have eyes, we have ears, we have nose, the five senses. We have hands to clap. We have feet to dance. We have body to dance. Have you ever wondered how the trees move and how they worship God? Have you ever wondered how the, the clouds move in the sky? Have you ever wondered how the sun shines by day and the moon by night? Have you ever wondered how the animals are fed? Have you ever wondered how the worms on the, under the earth, they get their food? Have you ever wondered how the animals in the fields are fed? vegetation grow? Have you ever wondered how important the water, the rainwater, in my country we used to drink rainwater, how the rainwater tastes so sweet and yet it, 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 it um, nourishes the earth, the soil, the trees, the vegetation. Have you ever wondered? It is the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God that moves within us to give us the wisdom. Without wisdom, sometimes, you know, we, we lack. When we lack wisdom, the Bible says we must ask for it. It is needful. It is important to have wisdom. It is important not only to have wisdom, but to use our imaginations. Our imaginations, again, is moved by the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord spoke in prophetic word to us today. The Spirit of the Lord anointed Jonathan and the musicians just as we had prayed and asked for it. Anointed the musicians that we had a, a certain shift within our worship today. Come on, I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The one Jesus said, it is necessary for me to go. But when I go, I will leave the comforter. The comforter. 
the comforter. You need comfort today? The comforter, the Holy Spirit. I will leave him on this earth for you. But he will not only comfort you, but he will lead you into all truth. He will lead you. When we pray for you by the Spirit, the Spirit of God leads us, empower us to pray for you, to pray for each other. The Spirit of the Lord gives us words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of revelation. It's all done by the Spirit of God. There is power in the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God speaks to us, we feel a tingling and an excitement on the inside. Whoa. I want you to know and understand the Spirit. Because he's going to be coming in a, better, in a much fuller measure. And when he comes down and we feel him, neither one of you will be in your seats. Yeah. <laughs> neither one of you will sit still in your seats. Because the Spirit of God is also a fire. It is a fire that is so powerful that when you feel it, you jump. When you feel it, you move. I've been in churches where I've seen people leap over chairs because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, it happens. Jesus said to his disciples, it is necessary for me to go. But I want you to wait. I want you to wait in the upper room. I want you to wait and while you're waiting there, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Now, to get a word like that, you think, wow, how? What are we going to expect? How is it going to come? Because of our minds and imaginations, the human side of us want to know before. And God is very, um, he's good in that sense because he doesn't give you the full picture. He gives you just a little sometimes, or he gives you none at all. And then you have to wait. Well, we have to exercise our faith and we have to use our imagination and our creativity. But in all things, we must remain in the spirit. When we remain in the spirit of God, God then opens our minds. He opens our intellect. He opens, he gives us visions. Have you ever had a vision? I don't mean a dream. I mean an open vision when you are awake and you have a picture and God shows you exactly what he's about to do. I've had many of those. God is awesome. And at that point, when they were in the upper room, the Bible is quite clear. It says, and on the day of Pentecost, we need the day of Pentecost now. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of the Lord came upon the disciples. excitement. The Spirit of the Lord came upon them and they were all filled and spoke in new tongues. Now if that's necessary, why don't everyone of us speak in tongues? Sometimes I've heard it in all different churches, you know, you don't need to speak in tongues, it's not necessary. I don't believe that. I believe it is necessary. I believe it is a tool that I can use against the enemy. 
I believe it is so powerful that it communicates directly with the Spirit of God. And when I pray in tongues and I speak in tongues, demons flee. Situations change. Amen? It changes because that is an authority and the tool that God has given to us. We must exercise. We need to exercise it. So we need Pentecost. Do you want it? Yes. Amen. 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 <coughs> do you want it? Yes. yes. We do. Because when it comes, it comes like a mighty rushing wind. It comes like a fire. Yes, we had a snippet of it today. But there is greater yet to come. When the Holy Ghost infills us and empower us, miracles, miracles will happen. Jonathan will start playing a different tune. It will happen. Yes? The drummer will get so carried away that he won't be able to stop. But in saying all of that, there will be an actual sound that will be going through the church that the keyboard player, the drummer, and the guitarist will all be in tune, and then we shall all dance in tune. Amen. That's the Spirit of God. It's not man, it is the Spirit. So we need to be looking for it. We need to be getting excited about it. We need to be embracing it. We need to be praying for it. We need to be asking for it. God, we need an outpouring of your spirit here in this church, here in our lives. Burn out of us every dross, every sin, every carnality, every iniquity. We need to be changed and transformed. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples were changed and transformed, ready for ministry ready to go forth and preach the gospel they could not have done it before but on the day of Pentecost they were able to do it Amen. so we who are sitting I don't know my calling I don't know my giftings I don't know what I need to be doing I don't know I don't know you need to go back and seek the Holy Spirit you need to go and check out with him. I'm coming to you to check in. Holy Spirit, what is my giftings? What is my calling? What is it that you have for me to do? Yes, maybe I've heard it before and maybe I've got it wrong, but I want a fresh voice. I want to hear it again fresh today. I want to know what part am I playing in this ministry? What do you want me to do here? We're all here, we come on a Sunday and we worship and we go. But what is it that God has placed upon your heart that you have not yet stepped out into? As Phil said this morning, it is our service. It is our service that you have to give an account to God for. It's not the amount of money you have in the bank. You don't have to give God an account for that. But we have to answer to God for the gifts that he has placed on the inside of us, ready to be used. But you cannot begin unless you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, just as the disciples. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in order for us to move fearlessly and do what God has called us to do. Because we cannot go out with fear, otherwise you'll be destroyed. 
God said in his word, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So those of you who are sitting with fear, it is not of God. Therefore, it needs to be cast out. You cannot operate in fear. You cannot be successful in fear. Fearful to even speak to someone on the bus. You cannot witness to someone because you're fearful. That is not of God. In your workplace, you are fearful to talk to your colleagues and share the word of God. The Bible says, go forth. The great commission. Preach the gospel to every creature. Baptizing them. Using the authority and the power to heal the sick. How can you do this if you are in fear? Yes, we are human. And yes, there are times when we come through some very difficult times. But at all times, God's word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it cuts and it heals. Therefore, use the word that is our weapon. The word of God is our weapon. And when we use it, the Holy Spirit then takes over. He is our helper. He is our aid. He has the power to destroy principalities and powers and situations that we are going through that sometimes we don't even understand. And when we don't understand it, it's no good cowering in the, in the corner and just taking yourself to bed and saying, I can't cope, I can't cope. That's the time we rise up and take our weapons. What is the word of the Lord for this situation? What can I do in this situation? There are times when the Lord says, be still, I'm in control. Be still, I will deal with it. Then we have to be obedient and be still. But in our obedience, we need to be praising him. Not physically or actively doing something, but praising him. Lord, I praise you for this situation. I praise you that you are in control. I praise you, Lord, that you are dealing with it. I praise you, Lord, and I'm just going to sit here and wait and see the outcome. Let me share something with you. Some of you know this already. In 2006, I had a, a large hysterectomy. And I went to Little Hampton to convalesce. I will never forget it because it was awesome. I've always asked the Lord for testimonies in my life. And when I'm going through them, I said, oh Lord, if only I hadn't said, prayed that prayer. <laughs> But it is beautiful when you come out at the other end. When you've gone through it and you've come out. And I left Park Royal Hospital and I went to convalesce in Littlehampton in a beautiful place on the beach. And I became more ill, more sick, couldn't understand it. Now God has not given us a spirit of fear, so I don't want anyone to be fearful here today. This is my experience, this is my testimony I'm sharing with you to show you the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I realized I was getting worse and I went to the matron, I said, I don't feel well. She said, well, you just had major surgery, so there's nothing wrong with you. But it didn't go away, it got worse. And then every moment, day and night, I will have visions and dreams and God will show me exactly what is taking place 
That's how the spirit moves. When I lay down during the day, I would see the angel of death. And I saw a doctor and a nurse. They would just come and smile at me and go away. So I got up and I prayed and I became weaker and weaker. And while I was praying in my weakness, I then had another dream. And the, a man said to me, come, let me show you who's trying to kill you. It was that clear. And he said, look over there and you'll see. And I looked and I saw the idol of Ganesh, the Hindu god. And I said, oh, right, okay. I said, but God, I'm a tither. I tithe. I believe in you. Now I need a word. And I remember taking with me a book of healing scriptures that my friend, a Jewish woman, I, I led to the Lord in the 80s. She had cancer in her breast and she called me one day and said, Agnes, I've got terrible news. I've got cancer and I, I don't know what to do. Will you pray with me? And I said, of course. And she went through months going through the treatment and praise God, she's still alive today. God healed her and she devised all the healing scriptures she deduced from the Bible and put them in a book. So I then came, I took the book with me and the one verse of scripture that stood out to me, I shall not die, but I shall live to declare God's works Amen. and God's glory. I'm saying this so that you will understand when you're going through your battles, the only weapon you have is the word of God. When you're fighting the enemy, he hates the word. He hates it so much because he was there and he can't go back there anymore, but you can. We can, but he cannot. So the word of God I began to use in my frailty, in my weakness, that's all I can say, God, I shall not die, but I shall live. I shall not die, but I shall live. And I rang my gynecologist and I said, I'm not feeling well. This is, this is not, you know, this is terrible. I don't know why I'm feeling like this. And he said, you need strong antibiotics. They would not listen to me. So what happens? God sent an angel. God sent a nurse into that convalescent home. She came to my room and she said to me, let me look at your wound. She looked at my wound and she said, it's not healing. And I said, I know, I don't feel well. She said, I'm sending you to hospital now. I said, no, I'm going home tomorrow, back to London. She said, you won't make it. She packed my suitcase, put me in an ambulance and sent me to Worthing Hospital. When I arrived at Worthing Hospital, I had full-blown MRSA in my body. I live to tell the tale because I asked God for testimonies in my life. And they treated me there and then sent me back to London quickly because they didn't want it to spread in the hospital. Now, thanks to Angela's book, that word, the word of God kept me alive. Even in my weakness, and I repeated it time and time again because I couldn't pray. I was too weak. 
I would have died. But God gave me life. And I'm standing before you today because he saved my life. Amen. Amen. Now, you can have testimonies like this. If you put your faith in Christ. And you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Because he is the one that heals. Not me. Not Phil. It's the power of God. The power of God, the Holy Spirit woke us up today. It's the power of God while we have strength in our bodies. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that has brought us this far. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we are like dry bones. Dry bones, just as he said to Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And I'm looking over the church today and I'm asking the same question and my answer is yes, we can live. The Spirit of God can move upon us now and we can live. And all our carnal nature can be wiped away by just one touch by the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord, if he had power enough to breathe upon the earth, and it had no form, no void, and had, it was void. It didn't, have, it didn't look good. But when the Spirit of God came, things became into place. When the Spirit of God breathed upon those bones, those dry bones, muscle, flesh came upon those bones. And those bones began to praise the Lord. When you come to church on a Sunday, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember that you are born of the Spirit of God. And you need to exalt the Lord and praise him for what he has done in your life. Being quiet isn't the ultimate answer. Because on the day when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, there will be a sound, the Bible says. And I'm getting excited and ready for that sound. And the sound will be a joyful song unto the Lord. John said he saw us, us, you and I, coming in great numbers. He said there was a sound. It was so beautiful. And we need to be reminded of the future. Jesus, when he came down on this earth, in the Garden of Gethsemane, even though he felt the heaviness, he felt the torture, he felt the pain, yet his vision, his mind, was the victory at the end. Where is your mind and where is your victory? He focused on what is to come. He focused on what he knew was truth. I came to set the captives free. Therefore, it is needful for me to go to the cross. But Father, if it is possible... Let it pass from me. But he knew the purpose of his coming to the earth. What is your purpose? Where is your vision? Where is your heart? What are you thinking about today? Are you focusing on the rapture? I'd love to be here for the rapture. I may not be here. I'd like to feel the change when my body changed from mortality, you know, from mortal into mortality. I would like to 
feel the being in the presence of the Lord, what it feels like. I'm looking forward to the day when the Spirit of God will move upon this earth and revival will break out between you and I and worldwide. I'm excited. Aren't you? And those of you who thought, I have nothing, you need to look to see what it is you have in your hands. What is it that God has placed within you? You may not be a preacher. You may not be a teacher. But whatever you have, it's good enough because it was given to you by the Spirit of God to use. And therefore, you need to use it to bring glory to God, not to ourselves. To bring glory to God so that God can get the glory. And when you give out, now hear this. When God equips you with a gift, if you don't use it, it will die. But when you use it, he multiplies, he replenishes, and he multiplies it back to you. And he refreshes you. If you're going to sit on it, yes, Jesus said it. He gave the talents. One buried it. What for? Why do you want to sit on it? Why do you want to bury it? If I gave you a glass of water, will you not drink it? If I gave you money, would you not spend it? If I gave you food, would you not eat it? If I gave you love, would you not love me back? Why is it that you sit on your talents? Why is it that you sit on the gifts that God has given to you? He gave it to you so that you can use it. And not use it when you feel like it. He will put you into situations. I used to pray daily. He said, Lord, I'm going to work today, but I want you to bring someone across my path so I can witness to them. I want to be, you know, witness to someone. I want to pray with someone today. Proactive. Be proactive. Be proactive. We are endured with power from on high. But there is a greater portion of that power coming. And when it comes, people will be barking like dogs. I've seen it in the 90s. Some of you might be freaked out. But Jesus said, we cannot go into heaven he said he's coming back for a church without spot and blemish. <coughs> Therefore, if you have a dog spirit in you, it's got to go. Don't go quiet on me. Whatever is not of the spirit of God, I want it out. So should you. When it is out, then the Spirit of God will, will refill you and use you. Do you want to be used by the Spirit of God? Yes. There is a greater power. And when the power of the Holy Spirit falls on us, we will then bring glory to God. Exercising it is the most beautiful thing because you will see things that you never ever dream, dreamt of. I saw visions, what was happening to me. 
God revealed it to me. Every day, every second, I close my eyes. He revealed to me. So going back to that story, the doctor and the nurse were the same doctors and the nurse within the hospital, within the operating theatre, because I checked it out when I came back. They injected me with MRSA. God knew it. The Spirit of the Lord knew it. You see, he has 100% dedication in protecting us, leading us, guiding us. Will you not let him in today? Will you not say, Lord, here I am, pour out your spirit within me? I may not be able to sing, but under the anointing, my God, you will sing. You may not think you have a voice to sing, but you will sing under the anointing. You will preach under the anointing. You will lay hands on the sick and see them healed. You need to start believing who you are in Christ. You will prophesy. I used to say, Lord, I'm just a woman. Nobody will accept me. I've been there. Yes, here I stand before you saying, Lord, well, um, I'm a woman. I can't be a pastor. He reminded me when he sent his servant to Paul, he says, what God has cleansed, let no man curse. When God prepares you and sends you before kings, send you to stand before his people, never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not me standing here today. I prepared notes and I haven't even used them. <coughs> They're five pages of them. I haven't even opened the Bible. Now I understand how Spurgeon and others feel. But I want you to know today, church, that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to activate what he has already placed on the inside of us. When you play the guitar, you play it under the anointing. Don't think of anyone there, well, what will they think? I really must keep it down to that tone. Yeah, and I'm just standing there. When you sing, you allow the Holy Spirit to move with you and say, God, what is it now? Which way are we going? We've done it before. We've done it before. And I've seen the move of the Holy Spirit within Open Door in Uxbridge many years ago. And again, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. I was suffering with baby, baby blues. The Spirit of the Lord said, get in your car. Where am I going? Scotland? Yeah. Four o'clock in the morning, I got into my car in Hanwell and drove to Uxbridge. And when I got there, I saw a big banner of the Civic Centre saying you had a revival service or something going on, open door. That was how I came across Open Door. 
and I was crying because I was, Michael was being fed every two hours, my last son, and I, I was just completely, my head was not here nor there. And I'm saying, oh, I just want to get out. I just don't, I can't cope with this anymore. And you know, that night I went to, I went, I, I got in my car, went back home. After seeing that, I said, I'm going to go to that service tonight. And that night I went to open door. Phil was there. He was blonde at the time. <laughs> he wasn't white headed as he is now. Michael was born in 87, so it was 1987. And I got healed in that service that night from the depression and baby blues that I was going through. Now that's God. Isn't that the Spirit of God? I have many more I can tell you, but time. Because my life has been a real move of God's Spirit. And it is beautiful and it's wonderful. And I'm still going through them with the help of the Spirit of the Lord. So today I just want you to be blessed. I want you to know that God has a special anointing upon this ministry here in hope and you and I we are a part of it therefore we need to get ourselves ready we need to equip ourselves with the Spirit of God if you don't know who the Holy Spirit is then get on your knees and find out because without him we can do nothing and I encourage you today to get behind the vision of Hope Community Church and let's all run, not walk, run in it. Amen? God bless you. Thank you.